0: The Planet Sport
1: Rugby Podcast. Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast Japan 2019 with me, Adrian Barnard. So after four years of planning, hopes and expectation, the 2019 Rugby World Cup is now underway. And looking ahead, on Sunday we have three matches. In Pool A, Ireland face Scotland in Yokohama, while in Pool C, it's England against Tonga in Sapporo. Our show today features someone who may well be playing in Sunday's third fixture. That's the Namibian scrum half Damien Stevens as Namibia take on Italy in the Pool B fixture in Osaka. In August last year, Namibia beat Kenya by 53 points to 28 to win Africa's premier international competition, the Gold Cup, And so, qualify for this year's Rugby World Cup finals in Japan. Planet Sport reporter Liam Flint caught up with Damien earlier this year and began by asking what it meant to the team to qualify for this year's World Cup after three years of hard graft and planning.
2: The last few months has been really big for us as Namibian players, working very hard for the past three years to win the Gold Cup. We actually achieved what we've been working for for the past three years, and after qualifying for the for the World Cup, putting strategies in place and we've been working on what we want to achieve at Rapid World Cup 2019.
0: Clearly, as you've just said there, you guys retain the Gold Cup, which for those listening who maybe don't follow the Gold Cup, am I right in saying it, It's basically the flagship African tournament in 15s, winner goes to the World Cup and there's a, there's a lot riding on it for every country outside of South Africa base, isn't it?
2: Yes, yes, it is. So like the Gold Cup's the premier Africa international competition for us Obviously, South Africa's in the Tier 1 team, so they won't be competing with us. So, yeah, it's very big for all African countries to play in the Gold Cup especially and to win it because winning the Gold Cup means that you, you're, going, you're putting your country on the map and you're definitely achieving something much greater.
0: That's the fourth year in a row that Namibia has taken the trophy. Does it feel the same? Was it as special this time round, especially with what was at stake with the World Cup year? Or do you just kind of get used to winning and actually takes the edge off a little bit?
2: No, like obviously we knew that we were going to be the favourites in um, the last qualifications that we played. You get used to winning and you get used to thinking basically that you are better than the other um, international teams. But as a matter of fact, as a team, we don't want to think that we're better than anyone else in Africa because anything can happen on the day. But... Winning the Gold Cup and qualifying for the World Cup was something really, really, really special for us as a team and as a nation because every single game we had different goals that we had to reach. So it was a big tournament for us to achieve what we have been achieving. So it was really special for us winning the Gold Cup and qualifying for our World Cup 2019.
0: And what's the reaction been in Namibia, the fans? I'm sure it's seen as a really big deal in terms of Namibian sport.
2: If we qualify for the World Cup, like that's the biggest thing that can ever happen in Namibia and rugby, because it's definitely something for them to look forward to, it's something to, for us to look forward to as players. So it's really something big for Namibia as a whole, for the rugby team to representing them at the Rugby World Cup, which is the biggest stage in the world. And the
0: amazing thing is, you're it's turning fun. 24, and you've you've already done this once. You've already played at a World Cup. You were there in 2015, which is amazing. You made three appearances in that one. But you guys didn't get a win. Is it fair to say it was a a steep learning curve for you, but also what an amazing opportunity at the same time?
2: Yeah, yes, that was like your middle of the year, like two months before the World Cup. I got a call that I need to come. I'm included in the World Cup group. So it was for me, it was like a big thing. I had to learn so much. I had to take in as much as I can. So it was actually more privilege for me going with our national team to the World Cup than anything else. But yeah, our goal in 2015 was definitely to get our first win. But unfortunately, we did not achieve that. But we got our first points. So Namibia has grown. We got our first points at Rugby World Cup. So definitely going into this year, we definitely want to get our first win and maybe our second win as well within this World Cup. And I'm sure that we can achieve it because we've been working hard this opportunity for the last three years
0: yeah you've already started answering my next question there well, I was going to say so what is different about this time round? in that I'm sure everyone is right to expect more from Namibia and like you say you want to get that first win is that what's going to be different there's going to be higher intensity you're not going to come away empty handed kind of thing
2: I think what's going to be different We've been working with the same management. We've had like the most, we've had a core group of players that we, that has been playing together. We have all our, like the management has upgraded. There's different stuff in place. Like everything's been on a higher level ever since 2015. So yeah.
0: You know, when you look at the teams that you're in with, even your group, uh, you know, you're in with some insane teams. How do you kind of process the, the mentality of rocking up to a world tournament? No one expects you to go far, but you as a player, obviously for your pride in your national team, you want to change that and defy the odds. Is it hard to go into it full of belief and confidence, thinking, you know, if we play the All Blacks, we're not going to get absolutely smashed off the park? How do you remain confident?
2: It's always nice when you, like, when no one expects anything from you. So it's nice to show people wrong. I mean, like in 2015, we played against the All Blacks and we actually had a fairly, fairly good game against them. So we're playing against the All Blacks, Italy, Canada, this World Cup. So it's going to be, I won't say that we're going in the World Cup thinking that we're going to win. We're going to win these big teams because obviously not, but we're definitely going to go out there and give it our best and work on what we have been working on for the past four years. So we're definitely going to work on that and be motivated and just enjoy the moment because, I mean, it's not every day where no, you can exactly. play against the best in the world.
0: And when you have the All Blacks, you have the South Africans in your group, does that excite you rather than, oh, man, that's intimidating?
2: Yeah, it definitely excites me, and I'm sure it excites a lot of my teammates as well because, I mean, you're going to be competing against the, especially for me, I'm going to be competing against Aaron Smith. There's Fafta Clark that I'm going to be playing against. Yeah. Like you mean, you're going to play against all these guys that you see day in and day out on TV and you see what they are achieving and you're actually going to compete compete against them. So it, what, it can actually show you where you are on your rugby level and what you need to work on or if you may be ahead of them and you just haven't gotten the opportunity yet.
0: Do you study guys like a FAFTA and learn off that? Or when you're both pro players at a World Cup, does that go out the window and actually, you know, you focus on yourself?
2: Um, I would say that I, I actually focus more on Aaron Smith. I won't ever think that I'm better than them or their respect goes out the way if I have to compete against them. Because at the end of the day, you can still learn from them. I mean, they've been playing there. They have achieved more than I have achieved. So, no, it's just going to be a big privilege for me to play against them. I mean, it's something that I've been looking forward to ever since I was a small boy.
0: For you, prayer and faith is a... A real big deal for you, isn't it, in your life and also your rugby?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I like reading my Bible. So it's just, a, for me, it's just a matter of being faithful on what you need to achieve and what you need to do to achieve what you have set out for yourself. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, God has a better plan for you. And if, it, if he gives you the opportunity of what you've asked him for, you better take it with both hands because that's what you have been praying for all your life but yes faith definitely plays a big role because i believe with god you can go anywhere
0: and i'm sure lots of people will be interested people may have you know heard that for the first time and be like what you know why would people feel the need to have a faith in anything at all you know we're perfectly fine how does that faith for you impact on your rugby career does it make you a nicer guy does it make you a better player
2: and i don't i would say it makes me a better player because at the end of the day you need to do what you need to do when you're on the field. But I'll say it makes me a better person because it gives me discipline and how to treat people. And I would just say it makes me a better person, you know.
0: And do you try and use the career that you have and the platform that you have, bearing in mind everyone's going to be watching the World Cup around the world. Do you use that platform to showcase your faith in Jesus then?
2: No, no, I don't, I don't do. I, I haven't done it because I don't think that like everyone in today's world, everyone has these different religions. Everyone believes in different stuff. But I play with um with strapping on my wrist. Um, the most important verse in the Bible for me is Hebrews thirteen verse five, which says that God will never leave you alone in whatever circumstances you are. That's what's important for me, and that I would say that's the only way that I would show that I am a Christian and that I believe in God and then you understand because the world out there today is very different
0: is the wristband just a reminder for you as you play so when you see it that encourages yeah, you
2: yeah yeah it's just a reminder for me to like know that I'm not alone I'm not alone on the field God's protecting me and yeah
0: well Damien we can't have you on the podcast without asking you for your predictions that would just be ridiculous so come on <laughs> who are you backing? for World Cup glory. I'm backing the Mubia, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd say that. At the end of the day, there's a, a hat full of teams, isn't there, who could win it. It just depends who turns up.
2: Everything can happen on the day.
0: Guys, we've asked Damien to bring with him a few questions that people have sent on Instagram. We've had a few of you come in our end. So, Maverick would like to know, how do you overcome the fear of tackles?
2: <laughs> yeah. Because
0: hey, you're a you're a scrum half as well, so you're a small guy. So this this probably applies to you more than most.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like growing up, you obviously you get used to the fact that it is a contact sport. But the one thing that I always tell myself is whether I'm tackling or whether I get tackled, it's either you run over the guy or you get smashed <laughs> or you run past him. And the same with tackling, it's either you tackle the guy, he runs over you. So, yeah, that's just how I said it, said it in my head because that's the only stuff that can happen whenever you go into contact with another guy.
0: Okay. Yes. Frank, what or who has been your rugby inspiration?
2: Growing up, my dad has always been um my inspiration because he's also achieved some rugby achievements within South Africa. And then, obviously, as I became more of a professional rugby player, I always looked up to Aaron Smith so, yeah, and for me, it was also just a really big thing when I actually met him at the Rugby World Cup 2015. Uh, we had a chat, and we spoke about it, and obviously he asked me, where am I playing? And I spoke to him about certain stuff, and then he actually told me, like, come, let me give you my shorts and my socks. And I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> so, yeah, but I didn't act as a big fanboy, because obviously you guys are competing against each yeah. other, so you just can't be going on like that. So, yeah, I was privileged to actually get his shorts and his pair of all black socks.
0: That is amazing. Okay, let's finish with Kelvin. He wants to know how mentally prepared are the team and, more importantly, yourself for the World Cup? And this is brilliant. Taking into account that the scrum half is the drive that makes a cohesive team.
2: Yes, that's now a good question. No
0: no pressure for you.
2: So I'll firstly speak um, from a team point of view. Like, obviously, there's always going to be challenges Especially with African teams and stuff, there's always going to be challenges for us. As Namibia, we've overcome, we've overcame most of those challenges. We will be the best prepared for the World Cup that we can be, that I can, that I can promise. And for me, like, I'm a very relaxed guy, as I just explained in the um, tackling situation, making contact with guys. Like, for me, it's just about we are 15 guys on the field, even though like the scrum off distribution without those other 14 guys, I can't do nothing. Like I can't just kick the ball. I just can't pass the ball. So if all of, all of us on the field on the same page and we know exactly what we want to execute on the field, it makes everything so much easier for every single person within your team. So, yeah, so that's why I would say there's not actually much pressure on me because without my teammates, I can't do anything.
1: Well, that's Namibia's scrum half Damian Stevens there, and Namibia take to the field on Sunday when they play Italy in their first Pool B game in Osaka. Now, if you'd like to listen to today's interview with Damian Stevens again, you can find it by downloading the free Planet Sport Rugby Podcast app, and you can find all of our Japan 2019 series there too, throughout the World Cup. And we'd love to hear your thoughts as the World Cup progresses. You can send us your views, comments, and questions on WhatsApp. Now, the number there is plus 44 double seven zero seven double seven six seven nine zero. That's plus 44 double seven zero seven double seven six seven nine zero. And we look forward to hearing from you. Now, as we mentioned at the top of the show, another game taking place on Sunday is Tonga against England in Pool C. And in tomorrow's show, we'll be hearing from Tonga's captain, Siali Tau. He has plenty to say on Tonga's hopes for the World Cup, so I hope you'll join me again for that. For now, though, from me, Adrian Barnard, thanks very much for listening. And the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast Japan 2019 is a Passion for Sport production.